but I am whole and alone. And it took me a while to get to the point to where I am whole. So that means if, if God should choose to bring my future husband into my life now, I am whole. There's still some things that I'm working out. Okay. There's still some things that I'm working out, but if those things were completely done, then that means that I would be perfect. And we're not looking for perfect people because we're not perfect. We're looking for purpose people. Again, like I said in the beginning, a man coming into my life right now, he's not going to complete me as a woman. He's not going to complete my person, but he will complete my purpose and I will complete his. That is how God intended for us to be together. When God put Adam to sleep, Adam was chilling. Okay. Adam was having fun in the garden. He was naming all the little animals and stuff. He was a gardener. Like Adam was like, this is the life. You're listening to The Leader's Lab with Dr. Cherry TV. Welcome to The Leader's Lab, the podcast created to help millennial multi-passionate entrepreneurs build, organize, launch, and manage their online brands and businesses without losing balance. And now, here's your host, the digital organization development consultant, cross-cultural communications specialist, and your favorite global leader, Dr. Charity C. Campbell. Hey, hey, Entre Leaders, and happy Wednesday. Welcome to the 23rd episode of the Leaders Lab podcast. We got a good one for you today, honey. We are talking about something that is uh, near and dear to myself (laughs) and to a few of my um, other professional colleagues. And so today's topic, honey, we are talking about, uh, we are going to answer the question, Should successful women marry down? Should successful women marry down? Now, first of all, in case you don't know what marrying down means, uh, marrying down is basically when you marry a person whose education level and income does not match or surpass that of you, like your, you know, the spouse. And so a few years ago, an American study was conducted from data collected comparing the percentage of women who marry down and those who marry up. Now, the study showed that in the 90s, about 26% of women actually married down, while 37% married up. However, when compared to 2010, the numbers showed a remarkable difference. 35% of women married down, while only 27% married up. Now, it was a little different for the men. So for the men in the 1990s, 38% married down and only 25% of them married up. Meaning when you marry up, it means that the person has um, a higher level of education or maybe a higher income level. Um, So that's what marrying up is. Now, in a more recent study in 2019, Researchers analyzed data matching single women's assumed desired qualities in a spouse against actual available men. Now, the study concluded that older women have an especially hard time finding an acceptable mate, especially African-American women and highly educated women. So for me, I'm in my mid-30s, okay? I'm mid-30s. I am African-American and Puerto Rican. Not only that, but I'm highly educated. So 
according to this study, <laughs> according to this study, I got three things going wrong for me, right? I got three things against me. But even worse, when considering the geographical aspect, the pool of available men in that woman's region, um, according to the study, it actually decreased the odds of her ever finding a suitable mate, you know, of her ever finding someone who would be worth marrying. And so a couple of the questions that I've actually seen surrounding this topic, because I didn't know that this was, you know, something that people were asking. And so, you know, I went to Deacon Google, uh, Brother Google, and, and I started searching a little bit around this topic. And some of the questions that I've seen surrounding this topic uh, were, why aren't women getting married? What are the disadvantages of marrying an educated woman? Should you marry a career woman? And another question is, where are the marriageable men? Where are the eligible men? Uh, another question was, is a husband who earns less really unsuitable? And what if he is less educated? Why are highly educated women less likely to get married? Now, these are so many questions that I, I didn't even know people were searching for. Okay. This is a global search. I didn't know people were searching for this. And one article concluded that if you're a woman waiting for a husband who matches your education level and earns a lot more than you do, you could wind up staying single forever. And so the question that I want to answer based on my own perspective and experience is, is marriage as culturally important as it once was? Thinking about culture, we think about, you know, economic status. Um, we think about obviously spiritual. Uh, we think about uh, relational. So culture, culture encompasses so many different things, right? So many different aspects. And so the one that I'm going to focus on is um, building yourself up. Um, basically becoming the one to be one. Okay. I'm going to say that again. Okay. I'm going to be focusing on becoming the one to be one. Now, first, let me just say before I get into, before I get into my thoughts about marriage, I do want to answer the question where it says, should women, uh, marry down? And my response is that you should marry according to your purpose. Marry according to your purpose and according to the person's purpose who's going to be in your life. And I, so now I, I was engaged before um, when I was really, really young, much, much younger than now <laughs> because I'm still young. Uh, but I was married, uh, not married. I was engaged before and I was still trying to find myself. Like I was still trying to become a better version of myself. I had no idea that I was going to I had no idea that I was going to be in higher education. That was not my aspiration. Okay. My actual, don't laugh at me, but my dream and my goal was actually just to be a wife and a mom and a preacher. I know. I know. I know. I didn't have any aspirations to, to, you know, go get my master's or to get my doc, definitely not get a doctorate. Like I wasn't even thinking about that. Okay. Far from it. I just wanted to be loved and validated by a man, uh, and have children that I could raise and, and, you know, impact people, uh, within the, the sphere of influence that God gave me with my husband. Okay. With my husband. So all of this, that was my, you know, those were my marriage goals. And the person that I was engaged to, I didn't see myself being able to 
achieve that or accomplish that because we were on different paths. And I didn't realize it at the time because you know, I had so many insecurities. I really, really, really just wanted, I wanted to be married. Okay. I didn't even fully understand, uh, the magnitude of marriage and the purpose of marriage that came later on. And I, now, now I can tell you that I fully understand uh, the purpose of marriage and my, my preconceived notions about what marriage was before have been Definitely. I mean, they've been greatly changed due to the revelations that God has given me as a successful single woman. Marrying down is not a problem in terms of, let me, let me, let me say this. Okay. Marrying down in terms of, uh, finance, um, you know, like income or even education level. Like if he doesn't have a doctorate, you know, if he doesn't have a doctor in front of his name, um, if he doesn't make the same amount of money as I do, marrying down on that level for me is not a problem if, if he has, if he has goals and dreams and potential in his sphere of influence and what he wants to do in life, knowing that he'll be successful. You know, if, I mean, if he just, if he's just sitting on the couch all day playing video games and he doesn't have, you know, any other aspirations or, you know, he, his shoe, his shoe game is tight. His shoe game is tight, but you know, he can't spell soliloquy. I mean, <laughs> I know some of y'all are like soliloquy. Can I spell soliloquy? Yes, you can. Okay. Just sound it out. Say it like I tell my students, sound it out. Now I can't speak for all women who are successful, educated, you know, have high paying jobs or are really rocking and rolling in their career, looking for promotions. I can't speak for all successful single women. I can just speak for myself. Marrying down <laughs> in that regard. No, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Even marrying down spiritually to an extent, okay, to an extent. Now, obviously, as a kingdom woman, uh, as a kingdom citizen, I truly believe that you should not be unequally yoked, even though, honey, several times I was because, you know, you have having that savior complex thinking that, oh, if I'm just with him for a little bit, honey, he will change because the wife sanctified the husband. Well, first of all, I wasn't married. The girlfriend can't sanctify the boyfriend. Okay. I mean, you know, they can, she can live in a way that, you know, he might, might, um, that it might draw him closer to Christ. But at the end of the day, it's all about choices and decision. And so for me, when it comes to a certain level, like a certain level spiritually, marrying down in that regard is a non-negotiable. Now he doesn't have, he doesn't have to be above me. You know, I honestly, I would love for it to be someone who is on the same level, you know, or at least like they're, they're just under and they like, they can come up. I would love for that. I would love for that. But instead of me necessarily focusing on finding the one, like that man that is perfect for me, Okay, perfect for me. Not a perfect person, but the man that is perfect for me. I realized that like, I got to become the one. I need to become the one that the one I'm looking for is looking for. I'm going to say that again, okay? <laughs> I need to become the one that the one I'm looking for, the man I'm looking for, whether we're talking about down or up, whoever, whatever, regardless of his status, I need to become the one that the one I'm looking for is looking for. And see, I wrote a book, entitled uh, Letting Adam Sleep a, a couple of years ago. And in this book, like, oh, God gave me some, and 
I mean, some serious revelations about uh, about just being a single woman and waiting for marriage and what I should be doing in my waiting season. And one of the revelations that God did show me was um, about marriage being a multiplication tool. And so this is how the two become one. You know, you know, when you when you are thinking about love in terms of like movies and and I can't remember uh, I can't remember the the movie. I, I don't think it was Pretty Woman. It might have been something else, but it's like um, uh, th- they were saying to each other, like, you complete me. Uh, <laughs> you complete me. Well, the thing about that is when we're talking about a kingdom marriage, we're not talking about completing the person. We're talking about completing the purpose. Okay. This is one of the revelations that God gave me. Okay. So when I am with the right person, that person doesn't complete me as a woman because I am coming to them already complete. Now they will complete my purpose because my purpose as a single will be done. Now I will be walking into my purpose as a married woman with my husband and, and moving forward in the direction that God has for us together. So in this season of being single, I am maximizing it to the fullest extent. I am, you know, I'm experiencing things. I'm experimenting things. I'm traveling the world. I'm doing all the things that I originally said that I wanted to wait to do for when I got married. Suppose I put my life on hold. I put my life on hold for a marriage. And then I get married to someone who doesn't like to travel. To someone who, you know, they don't have the same type of um, cross-cultural uh, aspirations that I do. Or they're not thinking about working with other cultures or, you know, they their dreams and their goals don't match up with mine. Then I'm going to be living in regret. I'm going to be living in regret and allow bitterness to set in because I waited all this time for you. And I put my life on hold just so that you could come into my life so I can be foundable. <laughs> so I can be foundable. And yet when I get with you, I can't live out my goals and my dreams because, you know, now there's a bit of tension when I tell you that I want to go travel the world and I want you to come with me and you don't want to go. And now I'm upset. All of that. It's like, you know what? Just forego all of that frustration. Forgo all of that and live your life now. Maximize being single now. Who knows? You know, I used to think that I needed to stay in America. I needed to just stay in one place so I could be foundable. Y'all, I was in America for 30 something years, okay? Didn't get married, okay? I was not married. And so I decided to go ahead and launch out into the deep, take a step of faith and live my life, begin to fulfill the, uh, the, the goals and the dreams that I had. For me, this is this is how I'm how I am becoming the one. Even furthering my education, like I said, that was not my plan. That was definitely God's plan. How that happened, all His plan. It was not mine. But I'm so grateful that He did because my um, me going into higher education actually opened so many doors for me that I didn't even know existed. I didn't even know existed. And so I started living out my life and, and I'm totally doing it now. I'm living my life to the fullest of, uh, to the fullest extent of what God is allowing me to do. And this is how I am becoming a complete person. The Bible does not say that two halves become one. It doesn't say two halves become one. It said the two became one. How can you become one with the husband, the future husband that you are looking for, the person that you are waiting, you know, for, if you aren't whole? 
If we look at this from the perspective of, of math, right? If we look at this from the perspective of adding numbers, it seems like God can't count, right? <laughs> it's like, God, uh, one plus one does not equal one. A half plus a half equals one. Well, God never intended for marriage to be taken as addition, but multiplication. Think about it. One times one equals one. Just in case you're like, mm, let me... Let me back it up. Okay. Genesis 1 and 28 is proof of this revelation because the scripture reads, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful. Y'all about to catch it and multiply. You see, God intended for marriage to be a multiplication tool. Marrying the right person should involve divine multiplication, not subtraction, loss, or division, divorce. Two whole individuals are vital ingredients to the formula for marriage. And you will not be whole without knowing who you are. So when God gave me this revelation, it was like, I need to rediscover myself. I need to rediscover things that I like about myself, things that I don't like, and the things that I don't like, how can I work on them? How can I improve so that I become the one that the one I'm looking for is looking for? Some of the ways that I've been able to do that um, has been to maximize the se season of being alone. And let me tell you, dear brother, dear sister, whoever is listening, there is a difference between, uh, between being lonely and alone. Now I am alone because I'm not married. I am a single, but I am whole and alone. And it took me a while to get to the point to where I am whole. So that means if if God should choose to bring my future husband into my life now, I am whole. There's still some things that I'm working out. Okay. There's still some things that I'm working out, but if those things were completely done, then that means that I would be perfect. And we're not looking for perfect people because we're not perfect. We're looking for purpose people. Again, like I said in the beginning, a man coming into my life right now, he's not going to complete me as a woman. He's not going to complete my person, but he will complete my purpose and I will complete his. That is how God intended for us to be together. When God put Adam to sleep, Adam was chilling. Okay. Adam was having fun in the garden. He was naming all the little animals and stuff. He was a gardener. Like Adam was like, this is the life. Like he didn't even know that he needed a help meet. Because he felt like he could do it all on his own. He was given that responsibility. And Adam was whole. Adam was so whole. Adam was so whole that God had to put this man to sleep and take out a rib, a, ri a full rib, not a broken rib, <laughs> not a broken rib, not a riblet, not rib pieces, not fragments. He took out a whole rib skin grafted Adam back together so that there was no blood, no scarring, no nothing, no, no, nothing, nothing. Adam woke up, didn't even know that a rib uh, was missing from him until he saw Eve and said, oh, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Like she, she's a part of me. She is a part of me. She's whole and I am whole. Okay. Be fruitful and multiply. We take this one and this one, we put it together. Now we are one and we can continue to multiply in the earth. And so this, that's just a piece. Okay. That's just a piece of some of the revelation that God gave me a few years ago. And sometimes, sometimes when you are going through, especially as a successful single woman, you wonder, uh, where are the, 
marriage materials? Like, where's the marriage material out here? Where, where are the good men, the available men who are out here? And the question you have to ask yourself is, what kind of standards are you holding? Now, by no means, dear sister, am I telling you to lower your standards? Not at all. I am telling you, I am, I'm admonishing you <laughs> to be more realistic. And this is coming from someone who believes still slightly believes in TV love, you know, and I know that it's not real. I know that it's not real. I just like to think it's real sometimes. <laughs> I just like to think it's real sometimes, you know, but we live in a type of culture to where if, if, if our realistic relationships don't match up to what we see uh, played out on the big screen, instant disappointment sets in. And then that disappointment comes into discouragement. And before it gets into depression, most of us be like, you know what? I can do better. I'm out. Instead of just waiting, you know, instead of just waiting in the first place to become the one that the one we're looking for is looking for. I firmly believe you attract who you are. I believe that. I believe, and, and you know, some people say opposites attract. That's, that could be true. There are some opposites to me. They attract. But just because something attra is attracted to me doesn't mean that I have to entertain it. Just because something is attracted to me. Now, sometimes you might like the attention because it's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm getting some attention. But after a while, it's like, is it worth me being distracted by the attention I'm getting if it's not what I want to attract? So my question for you is, should single women or uh, single successful women marry down? Should single successful women marry down? What do you think? I want to hear from you. Let me hear from you in the comments below. Let me hear from you. Um, you know, call in, call in um, on Anchor. Call in and let me know what you think. And I'll play, I'll play your response on the next episode of uh, the Leaders Lab podcast. And if you are someone, if you are someone where you're like, well, how can I find out, how can I discover myself to the point to where I become the one, right? How can I become the one that I'm looking for, regardless of my education level, regardless of my income? Like, how can I become the one? And I want to tell you, tomorrow we are having an event. Um, a dear friend of mine and I, we are joining forces once again, uh, Dr. Charity TV and The Low Show. We are joining forces to bring an event to you, a virtual event called Becoming the One. Like I said before, you know, being in a seriously committed relationship that leads to marriage is more than just finding the perfect person. You have to ask yourself, like, am I marriage material? Are you marriage material? And also ask yourself, if you found the one today, would you be the one that they're looking for? So I invite you to join Dr. Frank Larby, Ms. Yu Yao Chen, and myself in a dope cross-cultural conversation this Thursday, tomorrow at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are virtually sitting down with Mr. and Mrs. Dion and uh, Dion, actually is Mr. Courtney and Mrs. Dion Stokes to discuss becoming the one. Listen, if you want to learn how to maximize your singleness, become better instead of bitter in this season of singleness and become the person that the person you are looking for is looking for. And also, if you want to debunk the perfect person myth, then join the convo. It is about to get R-E-A real in here, okay? You can tune in by visiting 
linktr.ee forward slash Dr. Charity TV. You can actually find this link in the show notes below and in the description box. And you click the first tab tomorrow morning, Eastern Standard Time, and it will take you directly to, um, to the Zoom call where you can type in the passcode that is listed on the graphic that you see right here. And for those of you who are listening to the podcast, you're like, I don't see a graphic. The information is in the show notes so you can see it as well. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Subscribe to the Leaders Lab podcast, download today's episode, rate, comment, and share so we can reach millennial entre leaders all across the globe. Don't forget that you can follow me on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Dr. Charity TV or simply at Dr. Charity TV. Also, if you are watching this uh, video podcast on Dr. Charity TV's YouTube channel, thank you so much. Don't forget to hit that like button subscribe and share. And also I would appreciate you leaving a comment in the sections below because I do within 24 hours, I do go back and make sure that I, I acknowledge your comment and I respond to you. So again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today and I'll catch you next week in the lab. Thank you for listening to the Leaders Lab podcast. Visit our website at www.drcharitytv.com and follow us on all social media platforms with at Dr. Charity TV.